the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit following program is sponsored by Town Hall Review. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk, with Pastor Emery Moss. And I am not alone. With me is the famous, the award-winning author, Elrita Dodge. That's her. And she wrote a fantastic book that I have in my hand right now and that all of you should have as well. The title of the book is The Right to be Christian in a Gay Rights America. That's right. The Right to be Christian in a Gay Rights America a biblical and constitutional defense against the persecution of Christians who do not support homosexuality. Right. So in other words, the Christian church is being backed in a corner uh, concerning this issue in a sense, and uh, she's helping uh, with this book to tell us how to get out of it. Alrita, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi, Pastor Mom. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, good to have you uh, uh, back with us again here, as always, dealing with this uh, this great uh, great book, um, where, it, uh, in fact, uh, just the back of it, you might ask whether or not this is going to be another one of those books that has been written by another one of those conservative Christians, whose main purpose is to try to get homosexuals to see the light. Now, there's no problem with that, but you said, hey, there's more to do, uh, and change their wicked ways. The answer is no. On the contrary, this book has been written in an effort to present a convincing argument that explains why many Christians feel they cannot approve uh, or support the homosexual lifestyle and why they should not be uh, coerced into doing so. Talk about that, uh, Minister Dodge. Yes, well, you know, um, as we have uh, said before, uh, there is, uh, you know, there are Christians who feel that they cannot approve of or support the, homo- uh, you know, the um, LGBTQ lifestyle the homosexual lifestyle, uh, because of what the Bible says about it. 
uh, and there are, you know, we went over the scriptures as far as certain scriptures where there's about six of them, certain uh, passages in the Bible, that, and there's five in particular, that specifically say that homosexuality is a sin. And so um, if we are Christians in this country, and for those Christians who say, well, you know, I can't compromise belief, my belief in this area. I can't say that homosexuality and uh, transgenderism and lesbianism and bisexualism and all this is okay, because the Bible says that it's not. Uh, and uh, so I'm here to just pre- present a convincing argument uh, that explains why we cannot support uh, homosexuality and that we should not be coerced into doing so, uh, number one, because of religious liberty, all right? We're supposed to have religious liberty in this country through the First Amendment, supposedly, all right? Uh, and uh, just the fact that, you know, we're going by our faith. This is not something that we've made up. We didn't write the Bible. We believe what the Bible says. And the last time I looked, we have a right to believe what the Bible says, period, uh, That's right. about these things. Yeah. 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 So, uh, we do not. So it's really <laughs> it's a, 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 a something else here. Yes. I, you know, actually it is because, um, you know, it's really important to know your rights. Uh, it's, it's, and, uh, it's really important uh, to know that you, uh, you have the right to be Christian, just as they, the people in the LGBT community have the right to be. They, if they want to be lesbian, if they want to be gay, if they want to be transgender, uh, you know, they can. My book is not trying to convince, although if they are convinced, that's great. Um, but my book is uh, trying to give Christians the tools that they need to defend the faith and defend themselves. Uh, against a, a society that says you must accept this um, this behavior and this lifestyle, uh, you must approve of it, not just not tolerate it, not just tolerate it. Uh, you have to approve of it. You must participate in the affirmation of it. Otherwise, you're a bigot. You're a homophobic. You're you know you're just all these things. And it's uh it's like wait a minute, no, I, I'm a Christian, and what I'm doing is I'm going by what the Bible says. And like, like I said, last time I looked, I have that right under the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States uh, to, uh, to, you know, to uh, practice or to exercise that right. And, um, but, you know, like, like I said, a lot of Christians, they don't know the scriptures. You know, they don't know how to defend themselves. And uh, they, don't, they don't know uh, also the um, Constitution of the, the First Amendment right. Now, that gets kind of tricky and, you know, it gets kind of complicated in my ebook that's coming out uh, i believe I'm, I'm, I'm looking for march i get much more um detailed into uh, the case law studies of the well, case law as far as the uh, constitutional arguments back and forth regarding uh religious religious liberty as it is um uh per, as it pertains to this issue you know uh, and christianity uh, but we should know what the Bible says. You know, I noticed that, say, if, for instance, uh, there's a Christian that's talking about this on on the television. Okay, uh, uh-huh. the Bible and, and and the and the scriptures never really come up. You know, and sometimes you know, but that's the crux of the matter. Right. That's why we cannot. That's why we cannot uh, condone it because of what the Word of God says. You know, we didn't say it. God said it, and we follow God, and we have a right to follow God. And people are trying to take away that right. Uh, somebody said it really well. They are criminalizing Christianity. 
Yeah. But you know, you're right. You're right. And I, and I like the way uh, in your book that you uh, quote uh, uh, some of the early guys, some of the early church fathers, like Martin Luther. And what a statement uh, that you have in uh, these, uh, just as soon as we open the cover here, where it says, I cannot choose but adhere to the word of God, which has possession of my conscience. Nor can I possibly, nor will I ever even make any recantation. It is neither safe nor honest to act contrary to conscience. Here I stand. I cannot do otherwise. So help me, God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess uh, preachers, a lot of preachers aren't where Martin Luther was, and I, I, I guess what you're saying is we, we definitely should be. Say that again, Pastor A lot of preachers today are not where Martin Luther was in terms of his strong stand on sticking to the truth of the gospel. And uh, so I, I think we need to catch up with the standard that's, uh, as you say, put in, uh, that the Word of God gives us, but also just, just look at the ones who went before us and valiantly fought the battle to uphold the truth of yes. Christianity. Yes, absolutely. And that's the problem with the church today. Uh, a lot of uh, pastors, a lot of, you know, the, the leaders in the church, they are falling prey to this this uh, what, what another gospel, or they're falling prey to this lie actually. This uh, that says it's all right to indulge in this kind of sexual behavior, uh, and it's not, you know. Uh, but they, you know, a lot of times you have so-called churches, the churches who are or pastors who are actually performing same-sex marriages. Uh, I don't wow. know what Bible they're reading. I, I really don't. I, I, and I never could understand that, Rita. I could not. I told fact, some people tried to get me to go to a gay wedding. I said, I can't show up there. If I show up at a gay wedding, I don't have anything against the people, but if I show up there, mm-hmm. it's like I'm condoning it. I can't do it. Exactly. Right. Yes. It's, it's like you are participating in the affirmation of it because you're there. And, you know, most people who are there, usually, you know, the understanding is that you agree with this. Otherwise, why wouldn't, why would you be there, you know, otherwise? So, uh, yeah. And I think the church as a whole has fallen prey to political correctness when it comes to this. And like I said uh, last week, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, there's just a a problem with this because, you know, a lot of people uh, feel that uh, we have to acquiesce to this in some, in some way. If If the church, we're coddling, you know, I always say, you know, uh, we're, we're coddling people, you know, instead of correcting them. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the church leaders feel, feel that we should coddle this particular sin. And this is not the only sin that the church coddles. A lot of the church coddles adultery. The church coddles uh, uh, sex before marriage with, you know, heterosexuals. The church coddles a lot of sins. But we talk about this particular sin because it's, on, it's, it's, it's in the realm of the front pages of the, you know, of America. It's one of the sins that uh, that uh, the government is uh, specifically upholding, you know, that the wow. government, you know, yeah, the, this, this, this particular sexual sin, you know, all the other sexual sins, like I said before, you know, we don't, we don't have a, uh, a, uh, a law that says, okay, you can marry more than one person, you know, we don't have a law that says adultery is okay now. Yeah, <laughs> not yet, exactly, not yet, we don't have an incest law. You know, and so, uh, but, you know, yeah, the problem is with the church, church leadership, you know, and people are afraid to speak out, but you got to speak out, you know, and uh, those who have spoken out, I said, I'm not going to compromise my beliefs. Uh, and I go through a, a few cases in the book, like I said uh, earlier, uh, they have uh, they have met persecution, you know, and uh, persecution, you know, basically includes uh, incarceration, uh, death threats, 
losing your job, being fired. All of that are types of uh, persecution. Because I'm not, you know, when I, uh, <laughs> when when I talk about, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook and I people uh, talk to me about these things. I have a page for my book and uh, on Facebook, and so I get a lot of comments. And one of the comments I get is like, you know, persecution. What are you talking about? You know, we're the ones that have been persecuted. It's like, no, you know, persecution means uh, it, it, it's more than just concentration camp. You know, if somebody is threatening to your life which has happened with uh, some of these folks threatening to burn down your uh, your uh, uh, your uh, pizza place that you because uh, you you don't you wouldn't throw a, a you know a party or whatever or whatever you wouldn't do uh, uh-huh. because, because it's religious conscience uh, and you know threatening you in that way uh, firing you uh, Calvin Cochran uh, the uh, the um, chief of uh, firefighter in Atlanta he was fired. And we all know it was over this. He won. Uh, he he went to court and, and won uh, a million dollar uh, lawsuit. But still, he had to go through all of that persecution. Because if you're fired from your job because you wrote a book and then in one page of the book it says the homosexuality is a sin and they fire you for it, that's persecution. You know. Okay. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell you the other thing that so, you do that's so great in your book, because uh, in this book you almost meet every argument that someone could possibly have uh, uh, and need to have to defend faith against uh, the gay rights movement, uh, even in your table of contents, because I've had, uh, uh, when I talk against homosexuality, um, there are people who've had nerve enough to say, well, why are you just picking on homosexuals? Why aren't you picking on the other uh, uh, sinners in the church? Uh, but what happens is the Bible calls it like it is, sins is sin. And in your table mm-hmm. of content, uh, you lay it out there. It says uh, sexual immorality defined, sexual immorality identified. And you name premarital, mm-hmm. heterosexual sex, polygamy, adultery, mm-hmm. prostitution, mm-hmm. bestiality, mm-hmm. incest. So you, you name them all, and then you've got homosexuality there. So you're not discriminating. Sin is sin. No. You can't have the cop out of saying the church only focuses on this. No, we have to focus on all sin, and homosexuality fits the definition as well. Yes, and and that's why I did that because I know the argument is that you know, hey, you got folks in the church who are having premarital sex, and then you want to you know uh, you know uh, say something about homosexuality. So it's like you know what they're right about that. So let me say something about all of it, and uh, before I get to the main yeah. crux of the matter, which is homosexuality. But I had a friend when I first uh, wrote the book, uh, a person who went through the entire book, uh, and 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 uh, and you know this person is um, uh, is uh, you know not gay, uh, but apparently I didn't know. But this person was involved in a lot of premarital sex, and this person said after she uh, got finished with the book, she decided she's going to try to change her life around. That was, I, I, my focus was on homosexuality, but you know she could see. Uh, that the uh, premarital sex was a sin as well, you know. Yes, so very well. Yeah. Tell me this, Arita. There's one uh, part here, uh, the Pope argument, okay, and it's in Chapter Three. What is the argument of the Pope that you're dealing with here? Yeah, uh, just let me turn there for a second, Pastor Moss. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. These arguments lined up in this fascinating entitlement, the emotional blackmail argument. Why didn't you re- write a book that was small like mine? <laughs> <laughs> you 
could read it. And like, I, had you know, whole, I had a whole bunch to say. All right, so the, the Pope argument, you know, that's in chapter three of my uh, uh, book, and it's, the, the name of the chapter is Popular Gay Affirming Arguments, Alternative Facts, Half-Truth, and Sense. And one of the one of the arguments that the LGBT community has come up with, you know, now with the with the Pope, things are fluid. Things are always changing. So remember, I wrote this in 2018. So uh, things have, you know, uh, but at that time, uh, you know, they'll say Pope Francis said it's okay to be gay, you know. So they're like, if Pope Francis says it's okay to be gay and Catholicism is Christianity or, you know, a denomination of Christianity, then, you know, hey, that's the Pope, right? You know, then how can Christians say that it's Hang not? Hang on, Rita. I hate to interrupt you, Rita. Got to go for a break, but we'll be right okay. back. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Are you being denied a home loan or refi because you're a 1099 employee, self-employed, or a real estate investor? It can be frustrating, but it doesn't have to be. Thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll take the time to understand you and your income flow. Using 1099 income rental income and bank statements you could qualify for a home mortgage or refi at a lower rate so if you're being turned down for a home loan or refi because you're self-employed a 1099 earner or a real estate investor instead of hearing denied you could be hearing approved to see if you qualify visit cashcallmortgage.com or call now 800-931-6651 that's 800-931-6651 800-931-6651 if you want to make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come then it's time to stand with israel by going there consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host dr sebastian gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel Tour November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. By now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has done it again with his My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop my slippers. He's designed them to wear inside and outside all day long. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike's offering 50% off his my slippers. The my slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family. Go to MyPillow.com and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. A number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, 
You're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss and Minister Elrita Dodge. If you have a question for her, call. Need to call quickly. But uh, give us a call if you uh, have a question that you'd like to ask her about this great and awesome book dealing with uh, homosexuality and also civil rights. Elrita, what about that uh, Pope argument you were uh, concluding with? Well, yes. um, You know, so in 2013... Uh, in, uh, the, in response to a question that was asked of him by uh, the press about gay priests, uh, Pope Francis allegedly said the following, if they, can, if they accept the Lord and have goodwill, then who am I to judge them? They shouldn't be marginalized. The tendency is not the problem. They're our brothers. Okay, so now what the LGBT community took this to mean is that the Pope Francis said that it's okay to be gay. And in my book I said, actually, he didn't say this at all. But even if he had, the Pope is not the final authority. God is. Uh, and, and furthermore, the Pope doesn't represent all Christians. You know, so then I get into, you know, a, um, a discussion about, you know, Catholicism that is, is universally considered to be a major denomination of Christianity, uh, even though, you know, some, some Christians might uh, question that because of some of the, the beliefs regarding Mary and all of this, uh, and the, that they have 13 additional books. But in, um, in evangelical Christianity, there is no one person who has dominion over the entire church. Uh, you know, in Catholicism, the Pope is looked at, you know, as the, really an ultimate authority. But in evangelical Christianity, uh, uh, it's Jesus Christ that's supreme. And, um, and so there's some differences there. So, but, but people in, in general lump it all together. They lump Catholicism with the, you know, they lump well, I said denomination of Christianity. You know, some people might disagree with me, but they lump it together with evangelical Christianity. So they say, well, the Pope said this. So since the Pope said this, it's okay. Well, first of all, like I said, um, the Pope is not God. Uh, and even the Catholics don't think he's God. Uh, and he, he does not uh, represent the final authority. Um, this particular Pope, his name is uh, George Mario, uh, if I say this right, Bergoglio, Bergoglio, probably said that wrong. All right, he's the 266th Pope, and uh, he was elected in 2013, so he made that statement. And let me read it again. He said, in, in, in response to a question asked of him by the press about gay priests, he said, allegedly, if they accept the Lord and have goodwill, who am I to judge them? They shouldn't be marginalized. The tendency is not the problem. They're our brothers. Now, he's talking about uh, uh, gay priests. And so uh, this was interpreted by many as uh, the acceptance of homosexuality by the papacy, by the Pope. And so I say we, we must, first of all, put who the Pope is referring to in perspective. He is referring to gay priests. And then in his response, he questioned whether or not we can judge him. Uh, when looking at, you know, the Pope's response, we can clearly see that he didn't, uh, he didn't directly condemn homosexual acts. He was talking about should we judge these priests and, uh, uh, and they shouldn't be marginalized. But now, now the thing is, even with that, uh, he is opening the door to saying, um, you know, he's, he's not really, what is it, directly uh, coming against homosexuality. And now I say here he did, however, get strong indication that in his opinion the church should not judge. And um, he inferred by posing the question, who am I to judge, that the answer is that he cannot judge. But, you know, and then I say, no, the answer is that he can't. I go into, no, he can judge. The church can judge the church. And well, then I go into the you're, And you're right, because the Bible judges it. We, all, yeah, we open right. the Bible. We, the Bible judges sin. 
So exactly. that's really, you know, where, where we're coming from. I think one problem with uh, Catholics, they're not as uh, uh, focused on the Bible as much as uh, those of us who are not Catholics, because the Pope, you know, has a authorities that the Bible doesn't give them anyway. Uh, but, right. but the Bible condemns it. So we're not condemning the person just like the uh, adulterous woman, right? Uh, Jesus told no. her, go and sin no more, okay? Uh, he didn't throw no. that. Yeah, uh, uh, I said he didn't throw stones at her, but he said, go and sin no more. And so that seems mm-hmm. to be what we're doing if we follow the example of Jesus. But still, uh, he, he did not condemn her, but he did condemn the sins. Right, exactly. And the, the problem with the Pope is that he really did not. You know, he kind of danced around it and, you know, that kind of thing. And then, of course, you know, the uh, LGBTQ community saw it as him um, – embracing uh, homosexual homosexuality, uh, even though he was really talking about these priests and we shouldn't judge them, but we can judge them. We're the church. And so, uh, uh, and that's, that's in, inherent in First um, uh, Corinthians chapter 5. And so that leads into my, uh, one of the, uh, you know, the no right to judge argument, you know, where the, the church always, a lot of people will say, well, no right, nobody has the right to judge anyone else. Uh, and uh, the Pope was wrong about that. No, the church has the right to judge the church. And if we look at First Corinthians chapter 5, we'll see that. Uh, I don't know if you want me to read it, uh, that that whole chapter, but I hey, could. You, you, you try to handle so much so fast. We'll have to get into that one the next time. I'm uh, going to be glad to go there with you. This book is just absolutely uh, uh, fantastic. Everybody needs to have it in their possession, the right to be Christian in a gay rights America. How can folks get their hands on this document, Arena? Well, uh, the book is available, uh, actually, uh, it's nationally distributed and internationally distributed, praise God. So it's available uh, to you know at your favorite uh, bookstore like Barnes & Noble. It might not be right there on the shelf, but you can order it if it's not there, if you want to just walk into a bookstore. And you can order it. You should be order, able to order it at the bookstore down the street uh, because it's nationally distributed. Uh, there, you know, there are a few bookstores here and there that it's, that it's in, but basically um, you can get it from your favorite bookstore. However, uh, it's online as well. And a lot of people, that's really how they buy their books these days online, especially with COVID and all that. Of course, so it's on Amazon. Um, and I always encourage people to just uh, go to Amazon and order it, and uh, it helps. It helps me. It helps the the ministry, uh, and it uh, it helps uh, my distributor to see that you know because the the, the um, uh, distributor to see that it's moving. So um, it's on. But you can go to any online bookstore, Barnes and Noble, uh, Thrift, uh, Thrift Books, uh, Books a Million, and order the book. You should be able to. However, All Amazon right. is. Uh, yeah, so they can order it on Amazon, The Right to Be Christian and the Gay Rights America. The only thing I ask is that they order it directly from Amazon and not from the third-party sellers because when you order from third-party sellers, the only people that get the residuals are Amazon and third-party sellers. If you order it directly from Amazon, then uh, I, which I'm the publisher, and the distributor gets some residuals, and that helps in the ministry. So The Right to Be Christian and the Gay Rights America. Yeah, we need to make sure you get blessed so you can continue this ministry. So I want everybody to take the uh, advice that uh, Rita gave us. Let's buy this book and uh, so we can be ready to defend the faith against a world that is getting more and more liberal and more and more tolerant of sins that come against the Bible. Our job is to defend the faith. 
and the right to be Christian in a gay rights America, a biblical and constitutional defense against the persecution of Christians who do not support homosexuality, is a book that needs to be in your possession. Thank you, uh, Arita. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Mark. I can't thank you enough for having me on your program and for your support. You know, uh, you know, it's one thing to write the book, but it's another thing to give the, a, a person the support that wrote the book. You know, and I really appreciate the support because, you know, there are a lot of pastors out there uh, who I don't have the support or they, you know, that kind of thing. And, but you, you've given me the support. And there are a lot of pastors out there who have given me support, you know. Uh, so I appreciate your support. Thank you so much. And this is great support. I mean, you know, you're, you're interviewing me on Fridays. And uh, I can't thank you enough because, uh, you know, this is part of my ministry, you know. And this, it just confirms that the Lord had had me to do this. You know, for you, for you to uh, welcome on the Bible Talk program, my dear, and we're going to continue to talk to you about this, and uh, hopefully, it'll fly off the shelves, and uh, also your ebook as well. God bless you, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you again. Okay, thank you. That number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss once again. The book, The Right to be Christian in a Gay Rights America, a biblical and constitutional defense against the persecution of Christians who do not support homosexuality. Wow. All right. I want to thank her. Uh, and thank you for listening, all of you who are listening. If you have any questions about the Bible, about Christian living, about theology, number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, I'm going to talk today about something, time permitting. We're going to deal with the major religion that is coming. That's right. The world at large is being prepared for a religion. it's actually, you want to say it's new, but it's as old as Genesis chapter 11, okay, in the Tower of Babel, okay, where all the people got together and wanted to build this tower that reached unto heaven, right? Uh, and uh, they wanted to unify themselves, have only one language, and uh, they were building a tower that was supposed to reach heaven, okay? Uh, absolute blasphemy. They wanted to contact the gods at the top of uh, this tower that they were building. Now, we see that uh, what happens in the Old Testament has a way of repeating itself in the New. That's where Revelation chapter 17 and 18 come in, where they talk about Mystery Babylon, right? Mystery Babylon. The return, I would say, of the Tower of Babel, where everybody gets together, and the religion that's coming, the false religion, the apostate religion, which, by the way, will be taken over by the Antichrist. Uh, The discussion of that is found in Revelation chapter 17 and 18. 17 and 18. Described as a woman in Revelation chapter 17 and verse 3, where John writes, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-covered beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication, spiritual fornication, religious fornication. What is it? We're going to talk about it. Verse 5, 
and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the Great, the Mother of Harlots. This is religious harlotry and abominations of the earth. Okay? So we're talking about Mystery Babylon, which really is a return in a big way of the Tower of Babel. And this is where the world is headed. And there's state steps being taken in this direction. What you're receiving now is one of the prophecy lessons that I give to my prophecy class, which meets every Tuesday from 11 to 1230, strictlybiblical.org. It's online. All I have to do is uh, 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 log on, and you can be a part of the class, right? Uh, live with me, we'll be talking, able to see if you can ask questions, where we are studying biblical prophecy big time. This is every Tuesday, okay? every Tuesday uh, at 11 o'clock from 11 to about 1215 or 1230. Uh, come with a, uh, uh, something to write on and something to write with. We have a lot of information for you. Uh, and uh, I'm going to share just a little bit of that with you today. And uh, so that uh, maybe some of the prophecy students are going to say, now he's teaching it on the radio. Well, that's right. Okay? Maybe this will encourage people to become a part of uh, the class. But literally, everything the Bible says is going to come to play. And there will be, just as there is a United Nations, there is going to be a world religion. Okay? A world religion. That's what's coming. And that world religion, which comes first, will be taken over by the Antichrist. Okay? But we're going to leave the Antichrist alone right now and just look at the makeup, okay? the makeup of what this one world religion may be. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Okay? If you have a question about anything in the Bible, anything about the Word of God, just give us a call. That number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Now, as I talk to you guys, I'm getting just a, a little bit tight. So I'm going to have Sister Moss come and tell you how to donate to our radio show. Sister Moss, resting over there, and I'm doing all the work. Talk to the people. Well, not only am I resting, but I'm also listening to the broadcast and enjoying it tremendously. But first of all, I'd just like to say good evening to our listening audience. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bible Talk today. And, yes, we do uh, appreciate uh, those of you, first of all, who have been donating on, on, on a regular basis, and we thank God for that. But we need even more of you to, to donate and uh, to support this radio broadcast. And the way that you can do that is you can uh, send your donations to uh, Bible Boot Camp. That's Bible Boot Camp Ministries or Bible Boot Camp Inc. And you will send those checks or money orders to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Let me slow down just a tad bit and give you the information again. You can send those money orders and checks to um, Bible Boot Camp, and that's P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And we would greatly appreciate those donations. God bless you. All right. I want to thank you for any donations that you give. That is what keeps our program going. We very, very much appreciate uh, hearing from you. Uh, so we do encourage you to support us where so we can stay on the air. Uh, we, it costs about, to be honest with you, about $2,000 a month to be with you. Uh, and we appreciate every second that we have uh, with you, and we encourage you to continue to give 
to support this great radio station that is getting uh, the word, that's the Bible out, to everyone. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, uh, looking at uh, uh, the one world religion that's coming, uh, a takeoff from what we see in Genesis chapter 11 with the Tower of Babel. Now, there's some things that we know, okay? Uh, Jesus Christ told us uh, that uh, something was coming, okay? And that is found in uh, two places in the Bible which talk about it. Uh, and uh, we can look at either place uh, where uh, it deals with the Antichrist. Turn to First John chapter 2 in your Bible, if you have them. And you should, you're on the Bible Talk program. In First John chapter 2, uh, this is what it says in verse 18. Little children... It is the last time. And as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Now, that's one Antichrist. There is an Antichrist that is coming. Make no doubt about it. It's coming. Okay? Okay? Heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now, are there many Antichrists? Okay? That's right. But many Antichrists come before the Antichrist arrives. Get that right here? As John uh, here begins to give us a prophecy in First John, okay? he says, uh, that Antichrist will come, but even now, are there many Antichrists in the world? Thereby we know it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. So, before the Antichrist comes, there will be many Antichrists. And the Antichrists that are on the scene now represent false religions, okay? where all of them claim some kind of deity and power and godlikeness that the Bible does not give to them. In fact, we could say that the New Age movement or the New Thought movement, along with Christian science, the Unity School of Christianity, uh, is what is helping to prepare this uh, conglomeration of religions. Uh, and uh, what they say uh, is something that absolutely destroys Christianity, right? So you can take some notes on this, and if you have any questions to ask me, uh, even things that are off topic, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. The devil's goal okay, is to bring all of the world religions together, all right, merge them together into one kind of ecumenical kind of soup, okay? They don't have any distinctions, okay? And so everybody, okay, believes uh, uh, this one world religion view, then that's step one. The second step is then the Antichrist comes and takes it over, okay? Comes and takes it over, okay? Now, we're in the phase where the many Antichrists are on the scene, right? And the thought, the New Age movement, uh, we could talk about Christian science, okay? the Unity School of Christianity, Freemasonry. All of them are involved in the creation of the one world religion. What would it look like? Well, number one, point number one, the new world religion that's coming, ladies and gentlemen, will absolutely reject creeds and creedal theology. Okay? Okay? They will reject creeds. They will reject doctrinal statements, right? In other words, no one will be allowed 
to condemn the doctrinal statement of someone else. Something will be created where everyone believes basically the same. All religions are the same, okay? Teaching the same thing, uh, just having different names. However, that's never true. They won't be teaching the same things because this mystery Babylon, okay, this mother of religious harlots will not allow it, especially if those thoughts or those doctrines deal with Jesus Christ. Also, number two, it will teach the essential divinity of man. Oh, yeah, all are gods. We're all gods, okay? Not just Jesus. We're, uh, if he's God, then we're gods. Mormonism teaches eternal progression. When a Mormon man, Mormon woman get married uh, in their Mormon temple, they exalt to godhood, right? Uh, some, you have some word faith teachers who teach we are all incarnations of God just as much as Jesus is, right? So the essential divinity of man, okay? That is something that is going to be taught. That's where the many antichrist comes from, right? We cannot say that uh, Jesus is unique in any way, okay? And number three, the impersonal view of God is principle. Rather than God being a person, is, which is how God is always presented in the Bible, okay? He will be a principle, a principle. That's going to be meshed together in this uh, one-world religion kind of uh, operation, okay? It will be a pantheistic view of God, where all is God. That's what pantheism is. And then Jesus becomes just a way shore, okay? Not the way. Oh, no, not the way, okay? We, we, we say he's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes from the Father, goes to the Father, but by him. But, oh, no, here he is just a way shore, just a principle, okay? And Christian science and unity, uh, School of Christianity, believes that uh, we all have that Christ principle within us, okay? Um, putting us on the same level as Christ. Okay? Um, then there will be a rejection of sin, grace, and the atonement. That's right. We already see, uh, just listening to uh, Rita Dawes and what she has said, right, uh, in her book, where sin is, is something that, uh, you know, uh, that the devil wants to see happen. So that will be something also that will be uh, thrown out the window in this new age, new thought kind of religion, right? That uh, uh, sins, uh, and we're talking about the sins that God lists in the Bible, uh, will be something that will be in the past. It will be wrong, uh, and in fact, probably there will be jail time for those who could want to say that their religion is the truth and this kind of thing, and that uh, 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 they go against this, against sin. Notice, then here we already see this happening today. Sin and sickness are unreal or mental error. Okay, sickness is not real. Okay, it's just a part of your mortal mind. You can name it and claim it because you're like a little god on this earth. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. But that shows it's absolutely wrong, but it shows us that we're headed in the same direction that uh, God said we'd be headed towards, right? The Bible has predicted all this. Okay? Uh, salvation will be the self-realization or knowledge. Okay? Um, there will be an emphasis on success and prosperity, oh, you got to be kidding me, okay? Do we see this today, an emphasis on success and prosperity? Hmm, that sounds to me like uh, speak to your wallet, okay? 
speak to your billfold. Say that you're a fat, healthy billfold. You've got plenty of money. Uh, have you heard that today? That is where we're going, okay? Why would the Christian church, okay, which should be involved and literally saturated with preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, go around having people to speak to their purses and speak to their wallets? We are in trouble. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss. Any question that you have about the Word of God, it doesn't have to be my subject. You can call in with it. Be glad to uh, uh, to talk to you about anything that has anything to do with systematic theology, biblical studies, the cults. We are ready to talk to you. Do we have a caller? And uh, so if you are ready to um, call with a question, you can. And please send donations to P.O. Box 05877. P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. We need to hear from you and look forward to it. All right, this is Pastor Moss. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministry. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. As society continues to reject what Scripture says about relationships, the institution of marriage is under an ever-increasing attack from those who want to change its definition. How should you respond to those attacks, and how can you have a marriage that will not only flourish, but also serve as a testimony of God's grace? John MacArthur answers those questions on the next Grace to You. So join me, John MacArthur, and study along on Grace to You weekday mornings at 8 here on WLQV. Many children end up in foster care that don't belong there because they are not abused or neglected. The church can be the saving grace to these children, ages newborn to 17, whose parents find themselves in a crisis with no safety net and no one to turn to. Safe Families for Children is a church-based ministry with no government involvement. There's no charge to the family to use Safe Families for Children. Parents maintain full custody of their children and actively participate in their lives. You can be a blessing to families in crisis by providing a temporary home while at the same time being blessed by knowing you have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Find out how you and your church can become a part of Safe Families by calling me, Sheila Mounts, at 248-635-5978. That's 248-635-5978. Safe Families for Children. Open your heart. Call 248-635-5978. 
This is Pastor Emory Moss Jr., your friendly neighborhood apologist. Join me each and every weekday from 6 to 7 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. We discuss all things biblical and give you challenges to test your biblical knowledge. Don't forget, we have Open Air Monday, which is always open for your Bible questions and Relationship Wednesday. That's Bible Talk weekdays at 6 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1500. Del Wamsley explains how he found that speck of light that got him into the lifestyle. I had a guy that used to come into the health club every day and work out for four hours a day, sit in the jacuzzi, swim, play racquetball, was happy, looked great, tan all the time. And one day I just asked him, what do you do for me? Detroit Mercy comes out with it. It's Antoine. Three ball from the top. Yes, sir. Detroit Mercy basketball on Faith Talk Detroit is on the air. Tarkus Ferguson to inbound for UIC. Baseball pass the length of the floor. It is taken away by Detroit Mercy and Antoine Davis. Titans win. Welcome to the Titans tip-off pregame show. A breakdown of Titans basketball and their opponent, plus a look around the Horizon League. Let's go live with the voice of Detroit Mercy basketball, Dan Hasty. the Beagley Center in Youngstown, Ohio. Hello, everybody, and good evening to you. It's another edition of Detroit Mercy Basketball. Now the Titans have won five of their last six games. Tonight, they take on the Penguins, a surging team in their own right from Youngstown State. Dan Hasty, pleasure to have you along with us. Detroit Mercy is now one win away from the 500 mark, but they're going to have to get a tough road win in order to get to the break-even mark. Youngstown State's won five games in a row, including a win over Oakland on Wednesday, 78-71. to Their fifth straight, they trailed for only 17 seconds of that entire game. Meanwhile, for Detroit Mercy, they come off a big win over Robert Morris, 79-62. to Antoine Davis helped give the Titans back-to-back road wins for the first time since the first two games of the year with 26 points. Titans will be a little bit shorthanded. No Madut catch for Detroit Mercy in this game here today. Meanwhile, Kevin McAdoo, who was ejected from his team's win at Robert Morris on Wednesday, he is able to play for the Titans here this evening. This is Titans Radio. Coming up next, the conclusion of our two-part conversation with D.J. Harvey, Detroit Titans surging forward, who has been dynamite as of late, averaging 15 points and eight rebounds over his last five games. Stick around. He joins us next. We get you ready with starting lineups in your tip-off just around the corner. It's Detroit Mercy at Youngstown State, right here on Titans Radio. Detroit Mercy itself definitely values who you are as a person to really give me guidance on what it was to be a college student the ability to connect with many people from different backgrounds. Not only did I take what I learned in the academic world, but I was able to apply that in a professional setting. And the university definitely provided those resources, and I was able to graduate and be the first one of my family to graduate from college. Detroit Mercy, build a balance. Here I am one year from college, and I tear my ACL. They're telling me I'm not going to be able to play college football, and I'm thinking, that sucks. Team Rehab comes along and says, hey, let's get to work. They don't rely on routine programs. It was all about me and my dream to play again. Now I'm visiting Ivy League schools, and oh yeah, I'll be playing. I could have given up. I'm glad I went to Team Rehab because they did it. Team works. Team Rehabilitation. Visit team-rehab.com.
Yeah, and if you're putting up numbers the way you have been lately, I mean, clearly you, you're figuring out some ways yeah. to manage it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. And um, I don't ever – I hate sitting out. So, <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I wouldn't let this get in the way of what we're trying to do as a team. Tell me about last weekend because you play the first game. You have yourself a, a career-high 20-point effort, but I know the kind of player you are. I know that that feels – okay but a much bigger deal is the fact that you lose that game 90 to 59 and and then the next day you come back out and and you go for 15 and 9 your team gets a win on the road in a tough environment it, it really was the tale of two days out there on, on that trip wasn't it yeah and um you know all, all i'm concerned about is the wins um you know as a team we have a collective goal and that's to win the horizon league championship and we can't do that without winning so obviously you know, I, the numbers is great. I want to keep building on my play, but all I'm concerned about is winning. Um, and that Rice State game, it was, you know, unfortunate circumstances. Um, being snowed in that one day, not being able to, you know, shoot, just eating all day, resting. It had a big effect, didn't it? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, and, you know, obviously Rice State, I would imagine they had practice that day. So, I mean, they had a step on us. Um, you could tell the guys were kind of sluggish. Um, and then you could... I mean, especially if we go into northern Kentucky the next day and win. Like, everybody was in tune, clicking. So, I mean, you know, we'll see the real Detroit mercy when we play Rice State again at home. Now you've had enough time. You've gotten back into a flow. You're starting to have those daily communications with the coaching staff, the practices. Do you feel like you're starting to see bits and pieces of this coming together the way you hoped it would? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when we buy into what Coach Davis is saying and Coach Marsh and Mike Mike. You know, just we have the talent, but talent doesn't win championships. That's what he's, that's what the coaches are preaching right now. Um, you know, what's going to win our championship is energy, effort, and, you know, just going 100% all the time, not taking plays off. And when we do that, it's always a win for us, and we look really good as a team. Um, you know, so we're just trying to keep building um, on that, um, taking s- steps forward, not taking you know a couple steps back, and then trying to go back and um, you know regain what we lost because it's getting late in the season, and every win, especially right now, every win matters for seeding. Um, but yeah, and then we want to take what we learned into you know have a good momentum going into the tournament we're talking with dj harvey and now you get robert morris and youngstown state followed by oakland coming up so it's a really busy week for detroit mercy so you have three games in five days that is a physical grind as much as it is anything else how do you keep yourself fresh how do you keep yourself balanced and and find a way to relax during all that um well, we definitely you make make sure you got to eat right, rest, rehab, um, and you know just making sure when you're out there you go 100. percent And when you can't, make sure you get a sub because we have able bodies coming in that can easily contribute. Um, but it's nothing that the guys can't handle. Um, especially There's subs you in more often, like like kind of shorter shifts this season, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. It's because you know. I'm uh, I'm not taking yeah I'm not taking plays off mm-hmm. like I used to in the past, right? So, um, but yeah, the three games in um, six days, you know, obviously we can do that. Um, but it starts with Robert Morris tonight. I mean uh, tomorrow night. So 
Definitely looking forward to it. All right. So since you mentioned it, I have to know about business plans. I mean, you, I know that you've been through, you know, a couple different teams and you've had a chance now to come in. You're a graduate student here with Detroit Mercy. So I know basketball is obviously the priority for you, but what else is kicking around in that mind of yours about what it could look like five, ten years down the road? Yeah, five, ten years, um, you know, my parents have always been academics first. Um, and, you know, the ball is going to stop bouncing eventually. So I want to be prepared for life after basketball. Um, so I have a communications major, and I'm having a, you know, I'm trying to get my grad degree in economics. So my first choice business-wise would be sports broadcasting, you know, something like you're doing. Um so I've always loved I've always loved the idea of that um, if that doesn't work out something with business analytics, um, so right now those are my two main choices right now if I were to go into um, you know the workforce. Hmm. Yes, sir. Well, there's always a spot for you because there's always a headset for you on our broadcast. I know you're a little bit tied up when we're on the air, but again, uh, I just just know that uh, that's really exciting and uh, it, it's a great line of work and it's super rewarding and. You know, in just getting to know you and even just listening to you, I can see why you've angled yourself towards that. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for you as it goes on. But don't be a stranger. Before or after a ball game, we always got a spot open. DJ Harvey, congratulations on what's been an outstanding progression through this season. And go get them this week against the Penguins and the Colonials and the Golden Grizzlies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. That's DJ Harvey right here on Titans Radio. At Henry Ford Health System, we're all for you. But what does that mean as we lead our community through crisis? It means we're all for revitalizing Michigan through the health of its people. All for preventing illness as aggressively as we treat it. And all for getting back to the innovative care we're known for, safely and smartly. See all we're doing to keep our facilities clean and safe for you at henryford.com slash allforsafety. This is the new FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. WLQV Detroit from the Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.